Hi there, and welcome to another episode of Conversations with Father Greg. In this episode, we have a homily for Sunday, March 27th, 2022, which is the fourth Sunday in the season of Lent. Before we get to the homily, let's listen to a reading from the Gospel of Luke. The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to Luke. Now all the tax collectors and sinners were coming near to listen to Jesus, and the Pharisees and the scribes were grumbling and saying, This fellow welcomes sinners and eats with them. So Jesus told them this parable. Jesus said, There was a man who had two sons. The younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the share of the property that will belong to me. So the man divided his property between them. A few days later, the younger son gathered all he had and traveled to a distant country, and there he squandered his property in dissolute living. When he had spent everything, a severe famine took place throughout that country, and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to one of the citizens of that country, who sent him out to his field to feed the pigs. He would gladly have filled himself with the pods that the pigs were eating, and yet no one gave him anything. But when he came to himself, he said, How many of my father's hired hands have bread enough and to spare? But here I am, dying of hunger." I will get up and go to my father, and I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Treat me like one of your hired hands. So he set off and went to his father. But while he was still far off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion. And he ran and put his arms around him and kissed him. Then the son said to his father, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his slaves, Quickly, bring out a robe, the best one, and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet, and get the fatted calf and kill it, and let us eat and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to celebrate. Now his elder son was in the field, and when he came and approached the house, he heard music and dancing. He called one of the slaves and asked what was going on. The slave replied, Your brother has come home, and your father has killed the fatted calf, because he has got him back safe and sound. Then the elder son became angry and refused to go in. His father came out and began to plead with him, but he answered his father, saying, Listen, for all these years I have been working for you like a slave, and I have never disobeyed your command. Yet you have never given me even a young goat so that I might celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours came back, who has devoured your property with prostitutes, you killed the fatted calf for him. Then the father said to him, Son, you are always with me, and all that is mine is yours. But we had to celebrate and rejoice, because this brother of yours was dead and has come back to life. He was lost 
and has been found. The Gospel of Christ Heavenly Father, may only your truth be spoken and only your truth be heard. Amen. Well, hi there, everybody. I may have mentioned before that I enjoy going to the movies. I love the whole big screen experience from the time I walk in the door and smell the popcorn. Standing at the concession stand, hearing excited chatter of parents and their kids, or people out on a date. Even the familiar squeak as my shoe runs across a sticky spot on the floor. It's one of the things that I've really missed during the pandemic. Today, I'd like to ask you if you have a favorite movie. If you had a couple of hours on a rainy Saturday afternoon, what would you curl up and watch? I can think of a few that I'd choose. The Untouchables, A River Runs Through It, and any of the Lord of the Rings series would be among my top picks. Each of these are familiar favorites to me. The funny thing is that I've seen each of these movies so many times that I can quote them verbatim in places. You know, it's funny. As often as I've watched each of them, the ending has never changed. Not once. And in fact, it's their familiarity that can bring comfort. Today our gospel reading might be considered as familiar as an old favorite movie that we rediscover on a rainy day. Often referred to as the parable of the prodigal son, it's a story of a young man who leaves home in search of adventure. We know that the young man is the youngest of two sons and that his father was a wealthy landowner. Overcome with the youthful urge to see the world, he asks his father for his half of his father's estate. The language in the parable is important. The young man turns to his father and says, Father, give me the share of the property that will belong to me. At least he has the wherewithal to realize that he is asking for something that does not belong to him. At least not yet. Now, scholars are very clear here that the young man's request would have breached cultural taboos. One scholar put it this way, in Jesus' shame-honor culture, asking a living parent for an early inheritance is rude. Anglican scholar and bishop N.T. Wright comments that asking for his share before the father's death was the equivalent of saying, I wish you were dead. This is one instance where I don't think much has changed since Jesus' day. I can't imagine any scenario in which asking for an inheritance from someone, while they were still alive, could be construed as polite. Under normal circumstances, his request would have made him an outcast in his community. As the story goes on, the young man moves away from home and squanders the money on self-indulgent living. Once he was broke, a famine hit, and he eventually found work feeding pigs. The young man plummeted from the lap of luxury to the depths of society. Not only was he feeding pigs, but he was also so hungry, so far gone, 
that he envied the pigs their food. Seemingly out of options and with nothing left to lose, he takes one final risk and decides to beg to become a servant on his father's farm. To be clear, in an honor-based culture, the young man would have had no expectations that his father would have received him. In fact, given the disgrace that he had caused, it would be safe to presume that he would not be received well at all. This is where we first encounter the father in the story. We're told that he is so overwhelmed with compassion for his wayward son that he hurtles towards the young man, wrapping him in a loving embrace. The father's kisses are interspersed with shouts to adorn the son in the best clothes, the best jewelry, and to give him the best food. A party was about to begin. If Jesus' audience found the son's fate to be shocking, then the father's response to his return would have been much more shocking. One scholar put it like this, One might even call this the parable of the running father, in a culture where senior figures are far too dignified to run anywhere. This man takes to his heels as soon as he sees his young son dragging himself home. You know, one dictionary defines the word prodigal as someone that is wastefully or recklessly extravagant. As I began to think about it, I began to realize that it wasn't only the son that was prodigal. It was also the father. Consider the shame that the son had caused his father. Consider also the depths that the son had reached as a consequence of his own decisions. In light of all this, the father's welcome was exorbitant and extravagant. In the words of that dictionary definition, the father was wastefully and recklessly extravagant with his forgiveness. And that was exactly Jesus' point. You see, in Jesus' parable, the younger son is a metaphor for every one of us who choose to break our relationship with God. We talk about this broken relationship in church when we say that we have sinned against God in thought, word, and deed. In comparison, the wastefully and recklessly extravagant father in Jesus' story is a metaphor for God, always watching and waiting for us to appear on the horizon, eager to run and meet us at the gate when we choose to return not only willing, but eager to forgive and restore, no matter how far we have walked off into the distance. All we need to do is come home. There is, of course, a third character in Jesus' parable, the elder brother. The brother who didn't run off, choosing to stay and work with what the father had left. The eldest son was more skeptical than the father. He was far less eager to forgive and forget. Pay attention to the oldest son's language. He claimed that he had been working like a slave for the father. In reality, he had been working property that he knew that he would eventually inherit. All that the father had would eventually belong to the oldest son. 
the older brother would eventually reap the reward of his hard work. All he had to do was be patient and wait. When the father told the older son about his brother's return, the older brother couldn't even acknowledge his own relationship to him. He referred to his brother as his father's son. Where the father was extravagant in his forgiveness, the elder brother could not see beyond his own resentment. But who does the eldest son represent in this parable? Let's not forget what prompted Jesus to tell this story. Jesus told the parable in response to being criticized for keeping company with known sinners. The eldest son stands as a caution to anyone who finds themselves reluctant to welcome the sinner, whoever that might be. Whenever we are more eager to punish than to restore, we are like the elder brother. Whenever we seek out tough love rather than extravagant forgiveness, we are being like that older brother. As people of faith, we are encouraged to consider where we might find ourselves in this story. Are we like the youngest son, alone and at the end of our rope? If so, we can be encouraged to seek restoration whenever we feel as though we have wandered and are lost. For those of us who relate most to the younger brother, this parable challenges us to have the courage to start our journey toward home and toward the Father. Be assured that we will be welcomed home with reckless extravagance. Others may actually have a hard time relating to the younger brother at all. Maybe you've always been the dependable and conscientious one. You've lived your life always aware of your responsibilities and the consequence of your actions. Frankly, you may find the younger son's actions hard to comprehend. The father's eagerness to forgive may also be a mystery. Jesus' parable holds a challenge for these folks, too that we should always learn to see others with the kind of extravagant compassion that God sees us. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, you welcome us and forgive us with reckless extravagance. May we always have the courage to come home to you. Please teach us to welcome and forgive others as exuberantly as you do. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.